0: It's now I don't know. Oh. O Israel, the Lord is our God; the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom, for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Saturday, October 23rd. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal-clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper and than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart hebrews 4:12 the word of god is alive it is powerful and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Bread Hadashah. Today we finish up the Torah portion, Vayera, and it means, And He Appeared. Genesis 22, 1-24 Sometime afterward, Hashem put Abraham to the test. He said to him, Abraham. And he answered, Here I am. And he said, Take your son, your one and only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the heights that I will point out to you. So early next morning, Abraham saddled his donkey and took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. He split the wood for the burnt offering, and he set out for the place of which Hashem had told him. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his servants, You stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go up there. We will worship, and we will return to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and put it on his son Isaac. He himself took the firestone and the knife, and the two walked off together. Then Isaac said to his father Abraham, Father, and he answered, Yes, my son. And he said, Here are the firestone and the wood, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, Hashem will see to the sheep for his burnt offering, my son. And the two of them walked on together. They arrived at the place of which Hashem had told him. Abraham built an altar there. He laid out the wood, and he bound his son Isaac. He laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to slay him. Then an angel of Hashem called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. And he answered, Here I am. And he said, Do not raise your hand against the boy, or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear Hashem, since you have not withheld your son, your favored one, from me. When Abraham looked up, his eye fell upon a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering in place of his son. And Abraham named that site Adonai Jireh, whence the present saying: On the mount of Hashem there is vision. The angel of Hashem called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, "By myself I swear, Hashem declares, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your favored one, I will bestow my blessing upon you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven." and the sands on the seashore, and your descendants shall seize the gates of their foes. All of the nations of the earth shall bless themselves by your descendants, because you have obeyed my command. Abraham then returned to his servants, and they departed together for Beersheba, and Abraham stayed in Beersheba. Sometime later, Abraham was told, Milka too, has borne children to your brother Nahor, Uz, the firstborn, and Buz, his brother, and Kemuel, the father of Aram, and Chesed, Chazo, Pildash, Jidlaf, and Bethuel, Bethuel being the father of Rivka. These eight Milca bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother, and his concubine, whose name was Ruma, also bore children. Teba, Gaham, Tahash, and Maka. Jeremiah 42.1-44.23 Then all the army officers with Yochanan son of Korea, Jezaniah son of Hoshea, and all the rest of the people, great and small, approached. And Navi Jeremiah and said, Grant our plea and pray for us to Hashem your God for all this remnant, for we remain but a few out of many, as you can see. Let Hashem your God tell us where we should go and what we should do. Then Navi Jeremiah answered them, Agreed. I will pray to Hashem your God as you request, and I will tell you whatever response Hashem gives for you. I will withhold nothing from you. Thereupon they said to Jeremiah, Let Hashem be a true and faithful witness against us. We swear that we will do exactly as Hashem your God instructs us through you, whether it is pleasant or unpleasant. We will obey Hashem our God to whom we send you in order that it may go well with us when we obey Hashem our God. After ten days the word of HaShem came to Jeremiah. He called Yochanan son of Kareah, and all the army officers and the rest of the people, great and small, and said to them, Thus said HaShem, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your supplication before him. If you remain in this land, I will build you and not overthrow. I will plant you and not uproot for I regret the punishment I have brought upon you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon whom you fear. Do not be afraid of him, declares Hashem, for I am with you to save you and to rescue you from his hands. I will dispose him to be merciful to you. He shall show you mercy and bring you back to your own land. But if you say, We will not stay in this land, thus disobeying HaShem your God, if you say, No, we will go to the land of Egypt, so that we may not see war or hear the sound of the shofar, and so that we may not hunger for bread, there we will stay. Then hear the word of HaShem, O remnant of Yehuda. Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, If you turn your faces toward Egypt, and you go and sojourn there, The sword that you fear shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt, and the famine you worry over shall follow at your heels in Egypt too, and there you shall die. All the men who turn their faces toward Egypt in order to sojourn there shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. They shall have no surviving remnant of the disaster that I will bring upon them. For thus said the Lord of hosts, The God of Israel. As my anger and wrath were poured out upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so will my wrath be poured out on you if you go to Egypt. You shall become an execration of woe, a curse, and a mockery, and you shall never again see this place. Hashem has spoken against you, O remnant of Yehuda. Do not go to Egypt. Know well, then, for I warn you this day that you were deceitful at heart when you sent me to Hashem your God, saying, Pray for us to Hashem our God, and whatever Hashem our God may say, just tell us and we will do it. I told you today, and you have not obeyed Hashem your God in respect to all that He sent me to tell you. Know well, then, that you shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence in the place of where you want to go and sojourn. When Jeremiah had finished speaking all these words to all the people, all the words of Hashem their God, with which Hashem their God had sent him to them, Azariah son of Hoshiah, and Yoganan son of Kareah, and all the arrogant men said to Jeremiah, You are lying. Hashem our God did not send you to say, Don't go to Egypt and sojourn there. It is Baruch, son of Nuriah, who is inciting you against us, so that we will be delivered into the hands of the Chaldeans to be killed or to be exiled to Babylon. So, Yochanan, son of Kareah, and all the army officers and the rest of the people did not obey Hashem's command to remain in the land of Yehuda. Instead, Yochanan, son of Kareah, and all the army officers took the entire remnant of Yehuda those who had returned from all the countries to which they had been scattered and had sojourned in the land of Yehuda, men, women, and children, and the daughters of the king, and all the people whom Nebuzaradan, the chief of the guards, had left with Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, as well as the Navi, Jeremiah, and Baruch, son of Nuriah, and they went to Egypt. They did not obey Hashem. They arrived at Tophanes, and the word of Hashem came to Jeremiah and Tophanes, Get yourself large stones and abed them in mortar in the brick structure at the entrance to Pharaoh's palace in Tophanes, with some Judeans looking on, and say to them, Thus said the Lord of hosts, The God of Israel, I am sending for my servant, King Nebuchadnezzar Babylon, And I will set his throne over these stones which I have embedded. He will spread out his pavilion over them. He will come and attack the land of Egypt, delivering those destined for the plague to the plague, those destined for captivity to captivity, and those destined for the sword to the sword. And I will set fire to the temples of the gods of Egypt. He will burn them down and carry them off. He shall wrap himself up in the land of Egypt as a shepherd wraps himself up in his garment, and he shall depart from there in safety. He shall smash the obelisks of the temple of the sun, which is in the land of Egypt, and he shall burn down the temples of the gods of Egypt. The word which came to Jeremiah for all the Judeans living in the land of Egypt living in Migdal, Tophanes, and Noph, in the land of Pathros. Thus said the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Saviot, the God of Israel, You have seen all the disaster that I brought on Jerusalem, and on all the towns of Yehudah. They are a ruin today, and no one inhabits them, on account of the wicked things they did to vex me going to make offerings in worship of other gods which they had not known, neither they nor you nor your fathers. Yet I persistently sent to you all my servants, the Nevi'im, to say, I beg you not to do this abominable thing which I hate. But they would not listen or give ear to turn back from their wickedness and not make offerings to other gods. So my fierce anger was poured out, and it blazed against the towns of Yehuda, and the streets of Jerusalem, and they became a desolate ruin, as they still are today. And now thus said HaShem, the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Saviot, the God of Israel, why are you doing such great harm to yourselves, so that every man and woman, child and infant of yours, shall be cut off from the midst of Yehudah, and no remnant shall be left of you. For you vex me by your deeds, making offering to other gods in the land of Egypt, where you have come to sojourn, so that you shall be cut off and become a curse and a mockery among all the nations of the earth. Have you forgotten the wicked acts of your forefathers, of the kings of Yehudah and their wives, and your own wicked acts, and those of your wives which were committed in the land of Yehuda and in the streets of Jerusalem. No one has shown contrition to this day, and no one has shown reverence. You have not followed the teaching and the laws that I set before you and before your fathers. Assuredly thus said Yahweh Saviot, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I am going to set my face against you for punishment to cut off all of Yehuda. I will take the remnant of Yehuda who turned their faces toward the land of Egypt to go and sojourn there, and they shall be utterly consumed in the land of Egypt. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be consumed by famine, great and small alike shall die by the sword and by famine, and they shall become an execration and a desolation, a curse and a mockery. I will punish those who live in the land of Egypt, as I punished Jerusalem, with the sword, with famine, and with pestilence. Of the remnant of Yehuda who came to sojourn here in the land of Egypt, no survivor or fugitive shall be left to return to the land of Yehuda, Though they all long to return and dwell there, none shall return except a few survivors. Thereupon they answered Jeremiah, all the men who knew that their wives made offerings to other gods, all the women present, a large gathering, and all the people who lived in Pathros in the land of Egypt. We will not listen to you in the matter about which you spoke to us in the name of Hashem. On the contrary, we will do everything that we have vowed to make offerings to the Queen of Heaven and to pour libations to her, as we used to do, we and our fathers, our kings, and our officials, in the towns of Yehuda and the streets of Jerusalem. For then we had plenty to eat, we were well off and suffered no misfortune. But ever since we stopped making offerings to the Queen of Heaven and pouring libations to her, we have lacked everything, and we have been consumed by the sword and by famine. And when we make offerings to the Queen of Heaven and pour libations to her, is it without our husband's approval that we have made cakes in her likeness and poured libations to her? Jeremiah replied to all the people, Men and women, all the people who argued with him. He said, Indeed, the offerings you presented in the towns of Yehuda and the streets of Jerusalem, you, your fathers, your kings, your officials, and the people of the land were remembered by Hashem and brought to mind. When Hashem could no longer bear your evil practices and the abominations you committed, your land became a desolate ruin and a curse. Without an inhabitant, as is still the case. Because you burned incense and sinned against Hashem and did not obey Hashem, and because you did not follow his teaching, his laws, and his exhortations, therefore, this disaster has befallen you, as is still the case. 2 Timothy 2, 1-21 You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Yeshua, and the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses. The same commit to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. You, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Yeshua. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. The husband that labors must be first partaker of, Of the fruits. Consider what I say, and the Lord will give you understanding in all things. Remember that Yeshua of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Yeshua with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abides faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. And their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his, and let everyone that names the name of Yeshua depart from iniquity." But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of clay, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and ready for the Master's use, and prepared for every good work. Psalm 92 1 to 93 5 It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises unto his name, O Most High. To show forth your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night, upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery, upon the harp with a solemn sound. For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph. In the work of your hands, O Lord, how great are your works, and your thoughts are very deep. A brutish man knows not, neither does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring as the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. But you, Lord, are most high forevermore. For lo, your enemies, O Lord, for lo, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn shall you exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. My eye also shall see my desire on my enemies, and my ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. To show that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. The Lord reigns, he is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he has girded himself. The world also is established that it cannot be moved. Your throne is established of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. Yes, than the mighty waves of the sea. Your testimonies are very sure. Holiness becomes your house, O Lord, for ever. Proverbs 26, 3-5 A whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the fool's back. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like to him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Genesis chapter 22, and then we're going to jump into Jeremiah. And in chapter 22, Abraham is faced with a big test. And God speaks to him and says, Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, And offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the heights that I will point out to you. And so, this is a shadow picture of God the Father and God the Son. Isaac represents Yeshua. And Abraham represents God the Father. And so Abraham is being tested to see if he's going to be willing to offer up his son Isaac as a burnt offering. And Abraham passes the test. He is obedient. His test is something that he passed because he's willing to do it. He makes it all the way up to Mount Moriah, which, by the way, today is now the Temple Mount. And he's poised and ready to slay his son when at the last moment an angel of the Lord speaks to him and says, Stop, Abram. Now we know that you fear God. And the Lord provided a ram that was caught in the thorns as a substitute. And again, this ram... Verse 13, when Abraham looked up, his eye fell upon a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering in the place of his son. And that ram is yet another remez hint or a shadow picture of Yeshua. That Yeshua dies as a substitution for you and for me. He dies in our place. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Yeshua. And so, many of us, we will go through a similar kind of test. It may not be exactly, it will not be exactly the same as what Abraham went through, but whatever it is that we most cherish and that we most love, that is near and dear to our heart, the Lord may. Ask us to put it upon the altar and be willing to slay it or give it up, give it over to the Lord. Perhaps it's the death of a spouse. Perhaps it's the desire to be married, long unfulfilled. Perhaps it's the desire to have a child, long unfulfilled. Perhaps it's the yearning to see a, a grown child who has wandered far from the faith to return to Yeshua, long unfulfilled. Whatever it is that we cherish, we must cherish Yeshua above all. He must be number one, supreme. And so we will be tested in the dreams of our heart, even as Abram was tested. Now let's jump into Jeremiah. And in Jeremiah chapter 42, we are watching a slow train wreck through these chapters. The fall and the destruction of Jerusalem. And the invasion of the land of a foreign invading army from Babylon. Jeremiah has been warning the people to repent and to return to the God of Israel. They have disregarded his message. And so now the people, a few, come to him and they say to him in verse chapter 42, verse 2. They said to Jeremiah, grant our plea and pray for us to Hashem your God for all this remnant. For we remain but a few out of many, as you can see. Let Hashem your God tell us where we should go and what we should do. And so Jeremiah is going to inquire of the Lord for them on their behalf. The Israel Bible commentary to verse 2 reads as follows. The people, in panic over the upcoming invasion from Babylon, turned to the prophet and asked him to pray for guidance. Jeremiah counsels them against going down to Egypt. However, in their final act of disobedience against God, they flee to Egypt, forcefully taking Jeremiah with them. Their statement, that they were once many but now few, represents an undoing of the divine promises. Deuteronomy 10.22 describes how God took a few people and made them many and brought them from Egypt to the land of Israel. Now they leave Israel headed for Egypt. Few instead of many. A painful reminder of the damage caused by refusing to listen to the word of God. Now, the word of God is like a sword cutting between bone and marrow, between soul and spirit, and it, it discerns the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Yeshua is the Word of God made flesh. So he knows what's really in our heart. So it appears on the surface that these people have come to Jeremiah, and they said, hey, please inquire the Lord for us. We'll do what he says. We want to know what we should do and where we should go. And on the surface, it appears that they have good intentions. But in chapter 42, verses 20 and 21, the true motivation of their heart is revealed. I'll start with verse 19. Hashem has spoken against you, O remnant of Yehudah. Do not go to Egypt. Know well then, for I warn you this day that you were deceitful at heart. When you sent me to Hashem your God, saying, Pray for us to Hashem our God, and whatever Hashem our God may say, just tell us, and we will do it. I told you today, and you have not obeyed Hashem your God in respect to all that He sent me to tell you. Know well then that you shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence in the place where you want to go and sojourn. And so, They really weren't at all interested in being obedient to what the Lord said. The Lord said, stay put where you are in Judah, and the Lord will show mercy to you. The king of Babylon, I will move upon his heart, and he will show mercy to you. Stay where you are. But they did not listen and obey. Instead, they went down to Egypt. They spiritually descended. And so the very thing that they feared would overtake them in the land of Egypt. Famine and sword and pestilence. And that they would die there in Egypt. So this is not such a faraway, far-fetched scenario. We are living right now in a world where there's tremendous upheaval. And when war happens and there's invading armies, all of a sudden you have refugees. You have people fleeing, trying to stay safe and trying to dodge the bullets and stay away from the invading army. And that's going on in places like Afghanistan with the Taliban. And even throughout the Middle East, particularly in Israel with all kinds of terrorist attacks, But even in America, uh, with skyrocketing crime going on in the big cities, because so many of the police staff are quitting and resigning and retiring early because they refuse to take the mandated jab. And so this is causing the very fabric of our society to, to come unraveled. And so... When people operate in fear and they lean on their own understanding and their own flesh, they may make decisions that are absolutely not what God wants. And Egypt is a picture of the world, of going back to the world and to the place of sin and death and destruction, whereas the promised land is a picture of ascending spiritually to draw near to the God of Israel, to draw near to Yeshua, his son, and to draw near to the Torah, to follow the Torah with uh, a heart of love filled with the Holy Spirit. So when upheaval comes to your neighborhood, to your state, to your nation, if there's war or famine or shortages or supply chain breakages, and empty shelves. We are not to walk in fear or panic. We are not to try to lean on our own arm of understanding, our own flesh, to fix the problem. But we are to inquire truly from the Lord, hear from Him, and discern what He would say to each one of us of where He wants us to be and what He wants us to do. We don't want to return to Egypt out of fear. We don't want to trust in the Egypt of this world. And many in the world do trust in Egypt. They rely upon the government for government handouts instead of trusting in the God of Israel for him to meet our needs, to provide, and for him to guide us as to where he wants us to be. So. When we inquire of the Lord, let us make sure that we don't have deceit in our heart, that it's a true, honest inquiry, and that whatever he shows or reveals, that we would be obedient to that, and not disobedient. And if it's an uncomfortable answer, may we trust him anyway, and not do our own will, but yield and surrender. The will of God. This is truly a time of testing for us today. In many ways, everything that we read about today with the downfall of Jerusalem and the downfall of the nation and the invading army coming in from Babylon is so similar to what we are beginning to see today happening on the ground all around us in the world. Babylon today is in the process of decaying and falling. And God's kingdom is nearer today than it was yesterday or last week. But for Yeshua's kingdom to fully emerge, Babylon must fall and Babylon must die. And we are in those days, beloved, that we are seeing Babylon fall. So we are not to be afraid. We are to trust in Yeshua and trust that He has better things ahead for us. We are to seek Him with all of our heart and see what He has for each one of us. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai do na ha Adonai. Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter six twenty four to twenty six. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.